What is going on, people? You are back listening to another episode of the Dots Up podcast. I'm your humble host, D, and I'm delighted to have you with us for today's episode. This week, we tackle a topic that uh, many of us can relate to, um, just our journeys in higher education. Specifically, we jump into our conversation talking about grad school, but as the conversation continues and evolves, we begin just talking about our overall experiences in higher education. So whether you're currently enrolled in grad school or considering it for your future or simply just curious about what that entails, please join us as we dive deep into this important topic. This episode is going to begin just us jumping into it. And I just wanted to speak to you all on the front end just to let you know what you're about to hear. Thank you again for listening to the Dots Up podcast. And as Mook always says, remember to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and you won't be disappointed. Nothing in common. So, Cass, Carl, to answer the question too. So, Reem, you did grad school immediately after you had went uh, graduated from college, and then since you did it, you finished it last year, was it? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, Darius, you're in it now. So, like, you guys are obviously doing it in later portion of your life. Do you taking it back for both you guys? Reem, do you think it would have been more beneficial had you done it later? Now, obviously, like, take away, you know, everything else you've done, but do you think it would have been more beneficial if you done in, you know, say, late 20s, early 30s? And Darius and Rashawn, do you feel that you were in a mental state that you could have done grad school immediately after you had graduated college? For me, absolutely mm -hmm. not. I couldn't do it. Um, I, I barely finished college. Like, I did that by the skin of my teeth, and that took a couple times. Uh, so I just needed to get out, and I needed to take a break um, and get perspective. And I think what the, the good thing about grad school, I was actually just having a conversation with my dad about this, was that, like, undergrad kind of seems like it's trying to weed people out. And grad school, they want to make sure that you succeed. At least that's what my experience is. They want to make sure that you, you, you complete the program. So um, it's like a completely different environment where it's just much more relaxed, um, but it's 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 demanding. Like they they place that expectation on you, so it's kind of like rising to the occasion versus feeling like yo know, this this person doesn't even know about me. This person or this school, the school, the professor, this mm, student advisor, whatever. Like I'm just another person that they just have to see on their list versus actually be with the grad director of the uh, director of the program and uh, building relationships with the professors. And I think the other big thing too, and why I'm glad I came back to it now is, is like it's, it immediately applies to work or to professional experience. And so it's like, I'm learning stuff that I can apply the next day. And so it just feels so much more valuable. And while I was um, an undergrad, I didn't have that to mm -hmm. to compare with or to to take my education and put that into something practical, um, which I can see be very different for you, Kareem, because doing social work, you're also doing the internship. Yeah. So I can see how that um, works better. But yeah, so that also contributes to why I think it's... Um, <laughs> like a dope it's why it's a really stimulating environment is because the relationship that it has to my professional experience and just that grad school is just so much more niche 
versus um, undergrad, which is like you got to explore and take all these other classes, electives or whatever to say that to nail down a major that you don't really or I don't really use. Like my major is communications, media studies. I haven't done nothing with that. Like, again, like I just did it because that's how I could graduate. But yeah, I don't know. What are, you, what are y'all experiences, Raymond? Shiz? Uh, actually, uh, I just so, want to ask a question. I want to follow up with, with Darius with that last yeah. statement you got made. Is it could be, because this is, this is actually a question that all you guys can answer to, but could it be that graduate is more fixated to kind of what you want to do in life? Because undergraduate, it's kind of like you graduate college, it's kind of like that was just the path that you were deciding at 18 years old. And obviously, all of us at 18 years old, we had an idea of what we thought we wanted in life, but by the time we're 20, 21 years old, 22, by the time we graduate, we have no idea where we're, how we get there. It's just kind of like, okay, this is where we placed ourselves. We just kind of hope it figures out. Grad school is like usually very fixated to, okay, this is where I actually want to go in life because you're obviously generally a little older and it's like, okay, now we're getting towards like the workforce and life. So, I don't. Um, so my question basically is: um, Do you think that has a part in in why um, you feel yeah, that you have a better relationship with grad? I definitely, I, one thousand percent. I think that is part of it, and also part of it too. To, to speaking about the online piece and in person piece, I think that also is added to coming back to education older than younger. I think, like just what you said, Reem, like younger, we need to be social. So, like, we need to be in person. Like, going to school is very much also, like, a social experience. Yeah. Um, and now that we're older and we've experienced all that social stuff, we're more solidified. We don't necessarily need that. And being online allows for a lot more reflection. And, like, mm -hmm. Rashawn talked about all the writing that he has to do. Like, all the writing that I'm having to do. I got to handwrite a lot of stuff for one of my creativity classes. Like, I would show you, but the... The listeners wouldn't be able to see it, but anyways, um, it's a lot more introspective, and I don't think I would have been in that place as a early twenties. Um, so I think like online learning, and I was actually talking to your dad about this, Rashawn, at Mook's birthday, and I was saying online learning I think is much more suited for adults, um, and established adults. I don't think that it's good for, I don't think it will work with younger students, um just for the for some of those reasons right there mm -hmm. yeah when you talk about social experience man um Kareem, i don't know how you did it because darius was definitely a big distraction what was a bad influence man i was just trying to go to class he'd be like yo you don't need to go to class they don't take attendance Hey, I just want to right. say, I met y'all too. Both y'all troublemakers, all right? How about, how about that? How about that? Y'all both some problem childs. Yeah, but on a, to, to your, your question, Mook, on a serious note, if COVID hadn't happened, I don't even think I would have went back to grad school. Um, I just think that when we're in a mode of isolation, a lot of great things happen. Like this podcast, we all got together. Um, so it was a, a great opportunity for me to stop procrastinating on all of these um, things that I've just been putting off for a very long time. And um, to this point, too, I just think that 21, 22-year-old me um, in undergrad would struggle in grad school. 
like I would just struggle with the discussion posts, um, the replies. Are, are you doing discussion posts, D? Oh, you have the post. I hate. I hate it. The discussion post. The way people write, like, oh, oh yeah, God, just checking in. Oh, yeah. I really like how you uh, did this. And they're not, and they, I'm like, yo, it, come on, yeah, just get but, to the nitty gritty. But to it, be it, honest with you, yeah, yeah. And, but but once you get into the flow of it, right, like that repetition of like, okay, this motherfucker isn't really reading my discussion post, and I got to play the game, and it, not well. Sometimes, well, you just got to finesse, right, in the mm-hmm. sense of now I'm starting to understand the process. Um, and for me, there was a lot of growing pains in my first semester of grad school because I was still de- uh, dealing with um, my old expectations of who I was in school, like in undergrad. And like, is this really, am I really doing this right now? Is this really for me? Um, and I, once I started to see the results, I was like, damn, I got an A on this paper. Wow, I, I, I can, I'm actually doing this. I can actually do this work. And I think the more I progress throughout the the curriculum and throughout the semester, um, I think that just really boosted my confidence. And, and to this point, the work that I was doing aligned with the role that I was stepping stepping into, which was the leadership role. So understanding how to manage people, right, was was the biggest thing. Understanding employee turnover rates, understanding employee retention rates, which is something that I want to get into. Um, it was just kind of like, a case study within a case study because the work that I was doing for grad school, I was doing in real life. Um, so I was able to apply those different, those different skill sets and still to this day. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, undergrad was just to D's point, a social experience. There was just a lot of distractions. I'm married. I was, we were getting ready to have Kai. So my expectations were different. I'm like, I, I got to sacrifice, um, a couple like a year worth of weekends to to do schoolwork. I mean, that's very small in addition to the rest of my life, right? And I and that that was just the mindset and the mentality that I had to get into. Right. Weekends now, like now that we're older, it's like, yo, you you, you tell me I need to stay home on Friday? Like I'm happy. I'm like, oh let's go. Right. But right. 22, 23, 25, 26, 27, yeah. You, you tell him, yo, sacrifice your Friday and Saturday. That ain't happening. Shit, sacrifice a Thursday. It's like ah, oh, I don't know. Threes? <laughs> no, I can't go to Thornton's. What? Like, no, I can't do that. Can't Yo, Reed, man, what you did to the Thornton's bathroom, bro? Hey, yo, chill, 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 chill. That's uh, that's uh, exclusive content. We'll get into that one day. One day. Once we get the Patreon up and running. <laughs> nah, man, good times there. Definitely good times there. It's funny to hear you guys talk about grad school now because, yeah, like the difference being the age and when you started grad school and when I did. Like when I started my program, I was 21 years old in a, in a grad program and just went straight through. And it was a, um, a shortened program, like advanced standing. So it was a semester and a year as opposed to typically two years. And so for me, I can't picture taking that break and then going back to school especially in the field of social work, just with the way it's currently structured in terms of like your compensation, but also just like the work. Like it, if you're not a licensed clinician, then I think the work that you're doing is so different that for me, like I knew I wanted to be licensed. I wanted to be able to be able to practice independently at some point. So like I already had that idea in undergrad. So I knew like 
I have to go to grad school at some point, whether it's right after I finish my program or a few years after, it's kind of just going to depend on my momentum. And I had enough kind of like base experience and insight and knowledge that like my professors were like, you should go straight through. I, I think you'd get in. And so going in, like I, it, it worked out for me. But like you're saying, she has like the social aspect of it because I was 21. I was in grad school, but still looking for like that social opportunity to go out and meet people. Right. And again, it just worked out, you know, so beautifully that I was able to meet all you guys and get connected with people within the school, you know, undergrad and graduate, and then still finish my program and it work out the way it did. And so like to Moose point, without trying to look back, like hindsight 50, 50, I still don't think I'd do anything differently because where I was, as like a person and as a, a student, right, so I was 20, able to 20, just what I said, 50, 50. Oh, thank you. Dang. That's crazy. I said 50, 50. Really? <laughs> Dang. That's wild. It's early in the morning still. Hindsight 2020. But I think like the, the way I was as a student, like it just worked well for me to be able to go straight through. And I was able to figure out how to do grad work. I was able to figure out how to, to balance still having some social life, but get that stuff done. I mean, again, just in the profession of social work, like if I didn't go to grad school, I I would be in a completely different place right now in work life. Like financially, I I would not be doing as well as I'm doing right now, and that would be problematic for where me and Marissa are. But just in terms of like growth and where we can go, you know, like that, not being able to get your license and have those years of experience, it just it, it weighs on how quickly you can move up the ladder. Um, and so again, not that I would have known that back then, but. It certainly was something I was thinking about. It's like the faster I can get my license, the more money I can make, the more experience I can have, the faster I can have my private practice, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I think that's what is more of like, it, it is kind of like a maturity thing. And like, are you ready to do that kind of work? Because it is so different from undergrad, right? Like you guys are saying the papers you write and just the ability to be introspective and really like communicate and think about things as opposed to just busy work, which I feel like is what most of undergrad is. Yeah, busy working professors with egos. Yeah, yeah professors that wrote all these papers and all this <laughs> research and want these freshman undergrad students to do this, this, and this. They're like, no, no. Hey, I think, like you said, guys, they're just trying to weed us out. Yeah. They're, they're hoping that they do this and they're like, all right, somebody like, yo, college is just not for me. Like, yeah, let me get out of here. Like, all right, cool. We got that money anywhere, so. Yeah, I, I don't know the official stat, but it's it's... Like if you go into college, you the graduating class is like only a third of everybody who started. Yeah, there's a huge issue yeah. with dropout rate. Yeah, dropout rate and then and just transfers too, right? Like people are constantly yeah, they transferring act, schools now. They don't want for the, I guess. Well, maybe it might be the more prestigious college, but they don't. They want people to finish because they want to be like, yo, when you come here, people that graduate, they, they mm -hmm. definitely want you to finish. So I, I. I hear you saying about weed them out, like to see like who's. I just think that it's naturally, it naturally weeds people out because of like just how vastly different it is than high school. Um, mm -hmm. With like, like you get this, you get a small amount of structure, but the overarching structure of going to class when you do this, do that is not controlled anymore. And like, like how you guys are all saying it was, it's social. It's the social aspect that really weeds people out I, I think colleges want you to finish but like it's hard to go from yo you're a child now be an adult right now like mm -hmm. that's pretty much what college is 
you know, be be responsible as hell right now. I was talking to yeah. one of my scholars who um he goes to UMass Boston from East Boston, and he, he was like, "Yo, I can't, I can't do it." Um, and so he he dropped he he took a semester off, and I was just talking to him like, "What was going on?" He was like, "Yo, I was a straight A student at Eastie, but they never gave us homework." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, they never give they never give us homework." And so I come here, and like I have to like actually do homework. And like I was a great student in high school, but this this is really hard. I wasn't prepared. That's so scary to hear that schools are preparing kids like that, yeah. and then they go into college and they haven't done homework in four years. Like, yeah. what? Especially after like especially after pandemic, like. I can see how schools would just kind of put their take their foot off the gas and just let kids pass. Yeah. Yeah. Shiz, those like, stats, um, where where are those stats from? Shiz is putting up some stats around the uh college graduation rate state by state. Uh just look it up on Google World Population Review, state mm-hmm. rankings. And mass is one of the highest, really? Mass is the highest, 44.5%, and then Colorado is in second place, 41.6% is the graduation rate. Is there a so, national, um, a national one? Let me look that up right now. I can understand that just with how many prestigious universities there are here, and just how many schools mm-hmm. there are in general here in Mass, but uh, that's interesting. That's that's still less than fifty though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. the other thing, right? It's like, why is it not higher? Yeah. I mean, it could be number of factors, right? Like the cost of <laughs> college these days, right? Mm-hmm. I've had I've had a, a number of interesting conversations with a uh, couple people where actually one person in my grad school class where we were talking about our education our autobiography, our educational autobiography, like we're supposed to, our experience in school. And she is talking about how she hates when people say that school is a scam. And then I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Like, I was like, damn, I'm about to mess up this whole, this girl's, this girl's world. And I was like, yo, like, thank you for saying that. But you know, I'm about to, I'm about to be one of those people who say that your education is a scam. And, and while I'm saying that, like, I'm also like, Everything I do, like all the work that I do, even me being in grad school, all the work that I do with the youth, like even though I admit that it's a scam, I still know that there's a way to finesse it. Like there's still a way to succeed. Um, like there's still there's still something that can be done. Just so by me me saying that it is a scam, I'm not saying that it's not winnable. And you, yeah, you saying it's a scam is not completely. Um taking all credibility or all benefits from it you're you're acknowledging that there's some issues to it but that you can still get some positivity from it or some benefit from it correct and and but i had to i I had to recognize that in myself because i'm like yo everything that my whole identity is based off of is navigating through education so can i I I change it yeah go ahead can we change in in the sense of what the scam is i don't believe the scam is in the fact that you have to go to college I don't believe that's a scam. Mm-hmm. The scam is the amount of money that you pay for college. Right. And that's what the I said education that, yeah. is I yeah, I'll say the education is not the issue. I believe that 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 the maybe not everything in the education system that college provides, but for the most part, 
everything that you get there is very beneficial for you. I don't believe that you should be paying the cost of a small house, or like the cost of like uh, like a uh, a small house in 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 a you know southern state to go to college because you're paying what like twenty in like what seventy thousand for four years or whatever like that. You're looking at like twenty eight, like uh, like two hundred eighty. I don't believe that you should be paying that, but I do see the benefits in it. But I do, and I understand what the the scam had come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's what I told her was like that. Nah, it, it's a scam because of how much money it costs, and that's. But I was like, but like as I say that, and after hearing you speak, like I I recognize that everything I do is is in order to help people navigate that area, and I do think that it, you can succeed, like. So as much as I talk shit about it, I also do, to some degree, believe in it. Mm-hmm. Which was like, that fucked me up for a little bit. I was like, damn. <laughs> well, go ahead, shit's my bad. No, I was just, just to lean off of that, it's just because you're going through it now and you know that you're, you're, you're using it, right? In a way that if someone is just kind of going into it, um, just going through the flow and then you have you come out with a shit ton of debt, then that's kind of on you, right? In the sense that you got played, like you didn't use the resources that were, you know, at your hands in that moment, right? And now you're you're wrestling with um, an opportunity to, to figure it out. But I was thinking of a situation where this is this whole thing, I think with a lot of high schoolers we we see like these committed things like people want to go d1 right like that's the the biggest piece everybody wants to go d1 i was having a conversation uh with somebody the other day um her son pretty much i mean has an opportunity to go to a nescac school um for like legit nothing like financial aid package like literally the coach rolled out the the red carpet for this kid um but then he also has an interest for a Division One school, mid-major school. Um, but they were like, "Yo, once you're in, we can help you." But that's that's the best that you, that's the best that we can do. So for me, I'm just like, go where the money's free. Like NESCAC, mm-hmm. to me, that is that's like, one of the some of the best schools in the, the country. To me, that's to me that's little Ivy, some of, right? Some yeah. that, that it, some of them are better than some of the some Ivy. Of the, they are better yeah. than the yeah, Ivy. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so I mean, you not only are you getting the, the 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 carpet rolled out for you in terms of he doesn't come out with any debt, right? When we talk about like generational wealth, like this. Listen, that to me, I'm sold. There's there's nothing else. Why we have this conversation? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, really? But oh, sorry, go finish. Go ahead. My fault. No, I'm just, I'm just saying in the sense of, um, I think he was, her son was really stuck on the fact that, like, yo, like, I hear you, but I also have the opportunity to run track on a Division One level. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, we're talking about if this brother goes to this Division One school, there's a strong possibility that he walks out, like hundred thousands of dollars worth in debt versus if I go to a NESCAC school, I don't have, you know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those yeah. things where I'm like, how did, how is this not? And their endowments how, are, how large. do you make that decision? Here's a question though. So because like, I feel like that in, in that sense, that's talking, talking sports, 
he's so it sounds like he's trying to bet on himself at this point. He feels that okay, if I go there, play well enough, you know, or perform well enough, then maybe I'm on full scholarship by the end of that year. Yeah, I guess. That, I guess we'll, is that is that, is yeah. that what he's kind of doing at this point? So I guess what sparked this, I see Trev over there with 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 his daughter, right? So from a parent's perspective, right, having having this conversation as a parent because your child. You know, you want your child to live out their dream, right? But we've all been through college and D talked about we talked about the scam, right? The scam is college costs way too much. You have an opportunity to beat the scam, right? To beat its game. If someone wants me, I have a ticket to get in and I come out with nothing, why why am I still entertaining this other opportunity knowing that it's gonna put my child in a shitty situation because that's not everything though that's that i mean that's the answer is because that that financial hole that you put yourself in is not everything that a human considers when they're looking at it right as as much as yeah, it probably but, should be yeah some but, people say i'll deal with it later <laughs> you know another thing around the idea of a scam i, I like it being a scam is i i've applied to plenty of jobs and i've gotten them and i don't think I, Anyone's ever been like, oh, he went to Worcester State? Like, nah, I don't know. Sometimes they'll see a really good college, or like, I say that in air quotes, honestly, because like, the information is the information, regardless. Like, you know, like, um, but that might boost you, and then people might look through you. But at the end of the day, I went to Worcester State. I'm a PE teacher. Like, I could have went to fucking Harvard and became a PE teacher, and I would have still be respected. You know what I'm saying? So like that that's where I like a part where I see the scam too is like it's all in like the name to make you feel good because practically most people don't care unless it's like one of those you know bigger name colleges like even if somebody has to, like sees you went to North Carolina or something like that's a big school good school I don't think that puts you over the hump for anything really unless it's like a the brotherhood or fraternity fraternity that kind of fraternity kind of stuff like. Where you know people and they're gonna look out for their people, which is you know understandable. That's that's what and Ivy. All, that's what Ivy and Nescak it gets you. It gets you that network. Um, and it's also like yeah. the idea that if everybody made the what people believe is the rational decision, which is to take, it, which is to you know spend as little money in college as possible, we wouldn't have this issue. But like you see the variability in, in humans, where some people have these full rides to Nescak and Ivy League schools. And they don't choose them. And then you wonder, like, why didn't they choose them, right? They know they're going to debt. Like, I can say, like, for somebody who played sports in college, like, I could have gone to school in Vermont for free and maybe played sports or maybe not played sports and gotten the same education but had no debt. But I chose to, one, try to play college football but also still, you know, get a good education. And that caused me to be in quite a bit of debt at this point right now. But, like, what what was the decision for me? Like I knew that I could have saved a lot of money if I stayed home, but I, I didn't, you know. And you like, pay for the experience. through that. Exactly, I paid for the experience, mm -hmm. right? I paid to get out of Vermont and be in a, a diverse place to learn more about myself, about other people. To play sports was definitely part of it. To get a good education, but like all of those things are being considered. And so, not to say that it's wrong to say like this kid should just immediately take the NESCAC route because it's free. But I think 
it's really easy for us just to look at stuff like this in black and white, like yes or no, you should do this or should do that. And to realize like there's always way more decisions and impacts that are going into it, you know, and, right. and it's something that is, it's tough to, it, it's tough to have a conversation about that or to like think about it really deeply unless you have the time to do so. Um, but I'm sure for that kid, like it is a tough decision because he is probably thinking, hearing from his family, you can go to a, such a good school for free. Like, why not take that? And the parents, like you said, Shiz, they're thinking about your future. They're thinking, if my son has no loans in the future, well, think about what he can yeah. do. Think about how successful he can be. And that's a totally rational and thoughtful and loving and caring way to consider it. And there's also this perspective of how much happier will my son be if he gets to try to go to this school and, and see what happens, you know? And I don't know how you weigh that out. Like, I don't know how you justify what's more important in the short term or long term you know you two have kids so maybe you you guys can have a, a reflection on that well, and that and that was that was so yeah that, to me i'm just yeah i don't know i is is your kids being debt free more so i'm gonna put you guys on the spot right now is your kids being debt free more important mm -hmm. than them going to their dream school if they have to pay some money for it absolutely and you gave me for it Okay. I don't care. <laughs> you'd rather, rather be debt free. I'd rather you be because you'll be you'll you'll learn. Like I don't, free, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah. think there's a wrong answer. I'm just well, also, also, I'm I totally uh, I, not to diss your home state, but I can totally understand why you were like, yo, I got yeah, you left Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there are some reasons. totally understand. This situation is actually really interesting that you brought up, Rashawn, because he's doing track. So right. track is track swimming is that are completely measurable in terms of success. So like in his particular situation, it's worth him trying to go go pay that money for the school because if he does does one season, if his if the numbers are there, he can mm -hmm. transfer. Like the numbers are there, he transfer. Like it's not like basketball where it's like intangible. Like is he gonna like no? Is is the nigga fast or not? Like, so, <laughs> that's, 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 the that's the truth. No, that's, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. That's real. That's a really good so point. For him, it's, it's yeah. worth betting on himself. Um, yeah. If it was something like basketball or something, it's like, yo, I mean, come yeah. on. It's a long time. No exactly. single way going to the league. You know, get, yeah. have a good time, play ball, get get this money, and be out. Like, so it, it is but, situational, but right. I would pay to some extent my kid to have that experience, but it's to some extent because mm. I feel like I'm not thinking with, they're definitely not thinking with their best interest in mind because they're young and dumb. Um, like, but me, I have, to, I, as a parent, I feel like it's my responsibility to find that middle ground, give you a chance to try it out. I, I am not, I would effectively be signing off for them to have another hardship, which is that, mm. um, some debt is okay. You can get past it. I'm living okay. I got debt. The niggas didn't even hit me up since the pandemic, so I'm blaming that on them. Hey, you also went to a state school. There's a if anybody's debt gets canceled, it's gonna be anybody that went to state school. You was first. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, exactly. That my actually my college experience was kind of that uh, dichotomy. I could have went. I'm from Connecticut. I could have went to Central Connecticut State. Probably about thirty-five minutes. Do you want school? Would have been a great experience. But I was like, yeah, I want to live somewhere. I want to try that out. 
but I still went to a state school. So I paid some, but I didn't pay as much. So I feel like there's, a, there's actually a middle ground depending on your situation. Mm. Yeah, That's I was real. talking to my, my dad, and he was talking about my sister. My sister's going back to school, or she's t- starting to. Um, at least she's about to take the GMAT. I think she wants to go to business school. And she went to Deerfield Academy. Um, then she went to uh, Wellesley. And uh, I was just like saying, why is she taking the GMAT? Because there's, t- there's tons of schools that you don't need to apply for. And my dad kind of looked at me like, bro, like, <laughs> do you know your sister's resume? She has to take the GMAT. She has to get into a certain set of schools because of where she came from. She can't downgrade. Um, like she has to stay on that track. So yeah, she's going to need to take the GMAT and then get it to these certain business schools. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like <laughs> that's nuts. But my sister's I'll take the, I'll take the downgrade. Yeah, no, no. I'll take the downgrade. But no, that's, that's part <laughs> of the, I'm saying that's part of the, not the scam. I guess that's part of the game. Like, yeah, I'll change the name, but that's part of the game. Like now you're got now you got got because you need to maintain a status, right? Yeah. So, so let me ask. Yeah, just go to UMass Boston, like I did, right? She has to go to somewhere established. So this question is for for Rashawn. So looking back for you, um, we locked the, a ma- major part of your decision. I won't say it was like the most important thing, but a major part of your decision was the fact that you went there to play basketball. Correct. Yeah, that was short lived. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that was, yeah. that was, no, like, no, I'm just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, now looking back at it now, like, do you think that obviously I would be against such a decision change? Now, are you going, if you could have done it all over again, are you going to a school that you're like, all right, I'm looking for a cheaters option, or you're looking for the best interest of yourself at 18? I'm not changing anything. No. No, I'm not changing okay. anything. Is that because um, you know what you know now and the people you met and where you're Yes, at? absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not changing. Yeah. I'm not changing where, anything. But I'm say it again. I was going to ask where. What were the other schools you were looking at outside of Wheelock? Out of curiosity. Um, I think I was looking at UMass Boston. I was looking at Framingham State. Um. Um, there was like a number of schools. I was honestly, I was applying to schools that I went to Weston, so I was applying everywhere. Oh, and, and uh, um, like the all in mass, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, um, within a few best CAC schools, and then even my guidance counselor was like, Bro, come here, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I knew I wanted I, to stay, yeah, because I was just, I always knew I wanted to stay. Um, close. Oh, Delaware State was my only out-of-state school, and that was only because my dad uh, went to Delaware State. Okay. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I knew I wanted to stay close to home. I knew I wanted to play basketball, and it ended up being Wheelock. But for me, even thinking about it now, right, knowing what I know, and you know, having a little bit of college debt, um, I think I might have put my expectations on that kid's decision um when you know talking talking to his parents and stuff like putting my own expectations of hey listen Mm -hmm. even being someone who wanted to prolong i knew i wasn't going to the league no i wasn't going overseas right but i still wanted to play basketball because i think that was my identity right like i was an athlete like that was everything to me like 
Rashawn was basketball, and that was my only social interactions because for me I'm very introverted in a sense. Like I outside of that, that was that was my identity. And if we, we could go this is that's for another day in terms of me like wanting to finally hang up my shoes and say I don't I don't want to play basketball anymore because that was a lot. But in that sense, I was just thinking about those moments of like, all right, I'm going to college, I'm going to play basketball and then being on the other end of it, being like, damn, I got a little bit of debt. Like, yo, Trent like this NESCAT school is rolling out the the carpet for you and you want to go here you know what I'm saying like if they if they want you hold on hold on if they want you they can't they can't meet you halfway that 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 was my that was my question like okay he wants to go here he wants to commit there but if this coach really wants him he could pull some strings and I that's that's what I said to the parent because the, you know what I mean and we have that really that's, good that's relationship. So that's not your expectation. Mm-hmm. That's like that's a great perspective to have. Like, yeah, that's a perspective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, why is why is he saying X, Y, and Z? And Trinity, I just we're gonna have to cut that out because I just gave y'all the name. <laughs> but it's one of those things where cool. it's like, yeah. yeah. But in case the person listens in, I'm giving it I away. Do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they already would know. I think by the yeah but the way that that rolls out the way that that coach rolled it out for you why can't this coach do that or why isn't that person doing that um that was, was, that was just my piece yeah he's not yeah. willing to invest his budget and you like what his scholarships like that his budget so to speak and He'd like like to have you, but he ain't willing to spend. There's a lot of sneakers I want, but I don't be buying them because I don't like want them that much. Yeah. Mm. yeah, there there's like a there's a fine line between outlining somebody's options for them and then putting your kind of personal beliefs or choices on where you think they should go. Right, like it, it, in therapy, it's like it's the counter transference. Like if a therapist's feelings get put on a a client or a patient's right. And so, like with that, I do feel like you're you're trying to provide just like the options for for this person, right? You're not trying to tell him, you know, take the debt free route, but you're trying to paint a picture so that he has as much information as possible. Um, and that that comes from a place of like caring about the person, right? Like not wanting them to, you know, be in a bad position. But it's always like how how far do you go with that to where you're not influencing the decision, right? Which is which is a tough thing to do. Um, but I think the fact that you're trying to be thoughtful about that, it, it speaks to trying to just, again, give them the information they need and let them decide from there. Word. I think that's 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 cool. If y'all good, I'm good. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah, that's a great great conversation. Definitely got to hear Rashawn's quitting story because it's hilarious. That's one of the most hilarious stories. <laughs> to me, that's for Sean, but yeah. y'all got to hear that at another time. <laughs> we could do a pod with our most, embar- our most embarrassing sports. No, it wasn't embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's just fun. Well, I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's Rashawn in a nutshell. He quit in the most <laughs> Rashawn fashion. But <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> Glad you think that's funny, dude. <laughs> well, think about it, bro. That decision led to every like. If you hadn't quit, then. Probably you wouldn't have 
Like, yeah, you know, they would be at Wheelock, probably wouldn't have had an open room, and I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been your roommate. And yes. then all the all the dominoes that <laughs> fall from that, like even yeah. being your wife, like all that, like it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy how the butter, it's a butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a, um, a Malcolm Gladwell book about that exact phenomenon that I read, and um, I read in college. I think it's called like the tipping point. And it's like about how like trends get started or something like essentially comes to be yeah like how like just like you said like if you didn't quit that team this doesn't happen this doesn't happen this doesn't happen like and it's like and he just like in the book just measures like how like for example like tens got mad popular right well they are like they're a staple now but at some point somebody got that off like who who are trendsetters like who are they're talking about like who's popular and like there's people who like you know, know, like, 100,000 people, and, like, they know their names and shit, like, they're connectors, like, the different types of people and shit like that. It's managed the book. I think I might still have it, but it's a good read. It's a one of those, like, easy reads, too. Like, it's just fun, because it's, like, based on, it's, like, a bunch of anecdotes. Yeah, that's, like, if I hadn't, if I hadn't crashed my mom's whip at 19, I wouldn't have moved to Cali, then I wouldn't have got a scholarship to City Year, I mean, a scholarship from City Year to Wheelock. And I wouldn't have mm-hmm. met Rashawn. Like it's like I, I think we all can find That's that one point. Crazy, yeah. yeah. Well, and the difference between that is like having gratitude for like the decisions you've been at. But the opposite side to that is people like think if I'd only done this, how more mm-hmm. successful would I be? And that's the negative mm-hmm. side to it, mm-hmm. right? So like, if we're I, lucky enough to have appreciation for like, dorms, you know, right? <laughs> I'll be in more debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. We can edit yeah. yeah, right there, yo. So, like that. Like he it. starts cooking even more, yo. That's mad funny. So, Mook, tell the good people where to find us, man. You can find us at dots up dot podcast on Instagram. So, like I always say, tell a friend and tell a friend to give us a listen, and you won't be disappointed. And that's been another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. Get about where you came from How the fuck I ended